The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning on this Wednesday. As we take a few minutes together out of God's word, uh, you might notice you're paying along. I haven't changed the last three days. And that's because uh, we're um, filming these ahead of time. So that way uh, we're going to be on vacation this week. And so we're filming these to be able to have a couple of these while we're out on vacation. So this will be filmed for Wednesday. And we're in Matthew chapter 8. So Matthew chapter 8, if you're following along, we're going to jump into verse number 14. The Bible says, Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and her fever left her. And she rose and served them. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and helped all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So when I look at this, you see two more, two more aspects of healing. Again, we mentioned that for a chunk of these verses, we're going through Jesus' healing. We're going to talk next time about really the cost of discipleship. So as we come to the last of these several quick miracles that he did in healing and things of that nature uh, we come to two more people that were healed and so we can look and see some principles from these two different people the first one is that peter's mother-in-law was healed and this is you don't hear a lot about um more life the personal life of the different disciples we do obviously from this know that peter was married uh, and his, and he came home, and his mother, his mother-in-law was very sick, and so Jesus came in, and and just you could show his care. He was willing to care for his followers, for his apostles, and for those. And he came in and touched her hand and healed her to the point where she was able to get up and to help and to, as custom had it, she would take care of those staying in her home, and that's what she wanted to do. But she had enough energy just to get up. Basically, what I would say is when he took away that illness and he took away that discomfort, it was gone, and she was able to get right back up and be able. To go see he took away it's not like hey you've been healed it's going to take you a day or two to recover i um, mean she was completely healed and uh, and so you see a lot of the the completeness of what he was doing and that then we continue down to verse 16 when evening had come they brought to him many who were demon possessed and cast out the spirits with and, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So obviously the first thing we see here is that he had cast out demons that were inside other people. Now let me explain a little bit about this idea of demon possession. Some people go too far with this idea of demon possession and say any bad thing in life is Satan's fault. Um, whether it's oppression or possession, let me tell you this. Uh, if you've been saved, you cannot be possessed by Satan. Uh, the whole, he, who, he who lives in us is greater than he who lives in the world. You cannot have the full Holy Spirit and, the, and Satan living in the same body. So if you are saved, you can be oppressed by Satan, but you cannot be possessed. He cannot come in and control you. Uh, possessed means, you know, circumstances, things that come on you, that spiritual warfare, as we talk about it, things of that nature. But again, that's limited because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Can I be honest? Just because a bad thing in life happens doesn't always mean it's Satan's fault. We tend to, to blame Satan. 
for bad decisions we make. All right, we blame, tend to blame Satan because traffic's heavy today. We tend to blame Satan because circumstances of life just happen. I hope we remember we live in a broken world. We live in a sinful world. And because of all of those things, it's it, we've got to make sure that we don't, We you know, it's just life. This is just the way it is. Like so, you know, when you get sick, sometimes, okay, it's satanic. Sometimes it's just the fact that we live in a world where there's sin. Sometimes we live in the world, you know, I've had friends with cancer, I've had family members with cancer, and you say, what, what is God doing? Well, God's allowing life to continue. Now, yes, we sit back and say God could have stopped it, God can heal it, and that's where we do have to learn back and, and sit back and trust. Uh, but we get back to this idea of the demon possession. Demons have, uh, th- let me just give one more thought before I go back to the verse. One of the things a lot of times I hear people say is that what we see is this battle between Satan and Jesus. And, and, and hopefully, you know, or we know that Jesus wins in the end. Uh, with the problem I have with that phrase, I, I used to say that, and then I read this, and I thought it was a pretty powerful thought. Too many times we say this is between Satan and Jesus as if we put these two on the same level. Jesus is God. Satan is a created being created by God. Jesus is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. Satan is not any of those things. While he will live forever as a supernatural being, he's not everywhere at all times. So he can't read your thinking. He can't read your thoughts. He doesn't know your motives. That's why when it says he goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, he's watching you and he uses your actions. But he's not the one watching. It's probably a demon because Satan can't be all thing, all, all places at all times. Um, and there's a pretty large army he has. And so that's how he does it. So please don't, don't place that level. And I say that because here's what we're going to see. In the passage, the he came with him, a demon possessed. What did he say? He... Um, cast out the spirits with a word. I love the fact that from creation to casting out demons that Jesus just used words. He spoke us into existence. He spoke creation into existence. He spoke the demons out of these bodies. Why do you say that? That's how powerful Jesus is. With a word, he can accomplish so much. So we go to him with prayer request. We go to him with needs. We're just looking for a word. We're looking for him to give us an answer. We're looking for him. It's just he has so much power that he can take care of all the things. And it doesn't require action. It doesn't require sending an army. It just requires a word. And I know that there is, you know, there's an angelic army out there fighting the satanic army. And we won't, we won't get into all that today. That's, that's a whole different conversation. And really, it, it's, it's pretty involved if you jumped into it. But really what we're saying here is he's just got power over the world. He's got power over evil. He's got power over sin. And we need to trust in that. We need to find our strength in that, that what he allows is not something that, you know, he, he may, things may be allowed in our life. Well, he's given us the grace to deal with it. But he has power over anything. Then it continues and says that he also... Um, he helped, healed all of those that were sick. And ultimately to say, fulfilling the verse, I think it's in Isaiah, it says, he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He cared for us. He cared for the people. And that is really what we need to see in this, that Jesus, when he came to earth, was about taking care of people. And that is something that we need to, we need to be careful, we need to be grateful for, because he still does that. That still is harm. It still is love. People. Can I tell you, that should be something that as God works in our hearts should drive us to be the same way. That our heart should be for people, for other people, to, to love them, to encourage them, to give them, to share with them the gospel. That should be our heart. People. That's who Jesus came for. He didn't come for programs. He didn't even come for churches. He came for people. That's why we have a church so we can love 
people. May that be our heart. May we have the heart of Jesus that we would love people like he did. Thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday. And uh, we got a couple of these done. We hope these are encouragement to you. Again, uh, we are on vacation this week. These were all pre-recorded ahead of time. And uh, so we look forward to being back next week as we'll continue with this and uh, pick back up where we left off here and hopefully continue to be an encouragement. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again on Monday.